0: Good morning. Well, today we are concluding uh, the series that we have been in for the last five weeks, and um, I'm glad we're at this point. I hope that this has been a blessing to you like it has to me. Uh, I've learned quite a bit by studying these emotions as we go through this current season of life that we're in and uh, dealing with all the responses to COVID-19 and or the coronavirus, whatever it is that you call that. Uh, We've experienced so many different emotions during this time. And what we've been talking about is how circumstances can cause certain emotion, emotions to rise up within us. And maybe we thought we had dealt with a certain uh, attitude. Maybe we had dealt with a certain emotion uh, in our life in the past, and we thought we were good. We've even said that it's possible that we felt that we were good even with God, and we hadn't questioned God in a certain area, but now this has brought things back to our attention to where we maybe even have found ourselves questioning God uh, in in a particular situation. So today, what I want to do and how we're going to conclude, we're going to talk about joy today. You know, joy is one of those things that we are able to experience, and there's a lot of Uh, misunderstanding of what joy actually is does it equal happiness and so we're going to go through some of those things today as we conclude this series on uh, our emotions what does god say about my emotions our text today is going to come from philippians chapter 1 so if you want to turn there uh, we'll begin reading in just a few moments but i want to give you a little bit of background as we're getting ready to talk about philippians chapter 1 and joy today paul wrote this to the philippian church And it was here that we understand that Paul was basically under house arrest. He was in chains, um, and he was being held really against his will. In his case, it was for preaching the gospel. And so I began to think how we may even feel to a degree by the stay-at-home orders and by most things being closed, uh, that we're kind of sort of in a prison, uh, if we want to put it that way. Obviously, not to the level that Paul was actually in prison or under house arrest, but we may feel that way, and what does that do to our mentality? Well, I wanna look at Paul today because as we read through Philippians, we understand and we can see the joy that he experienced And I wanna talk about our perspective today because there's something about Paul's perspective that gave him great joy in the midst of even being under house arrest. So the question that we're gonna answer today and, and try to get to is what is our perspective in the middle of all of these things, especially when your circumstances don't change. Remember, Paul's writing this, as he's writing this, he's got guards that are surrounding him. So his circumstances haven't changed from being in prison to being a free man, although this was house arrest, but he um, expresses a joy throughout this whole book, even though his circumstances hadn't changed. Now, as he's writing this as well, we see through the text, this is a thank you letter that Paul is writing to the church. They had sent him some gifts, and so he was thankful, and again, he's expressing joy. So as we begin to read through this, I want to have you ask yourself some questions or just really start out with one question here. And that is, what are some chains that you may be experiencing that seems to rob you of joy? Maybe it's this whole stay at home order. Maybe it's not being able to be around your loved ones because of COVID-19 and and the different. Maybe maybe it's just not being able to come to church, which we're hoping to make an announcement about that uh, pretty soon as far as how that's going to open up once we hear how we can do that. So stay tuned for that. Joy is found in Jesus, and it goes far beyond our circumstances. Paul understood this, and Paul preached it. I thought this is an interesting point here as we get into verse 12 of Philippians uh, chapter 1 and and continue to read. But the first point I want to make today is this. Check this out. The gospel doesn't produce grumpy believers. Do you know somebody who's grumpy? Seems like they're grumpy all the time, and they're even a Christian, but it just seems like they're always grumpy. The gospel does not produce grumpy believers. Let's look at Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. It says, And I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. Did you catch his tone there, even from the beginning, where he says, Um, Everything that has happened to me has helped to spread the good news. Paul wasn't grumpy. In fact, he was excited that more people were able to hear the gospel. Now, you and I would see imprisonment because of our faith or imprisonment uh, either way as a bad thing. Paul didn't, didn't see it like that. Paul recognized, according to these verses here, that his imprisonment, his house arrest, actually furthered the gospel. The chains did not deter his focus on the goodness of God. Throughout all of this, Paul could see God's goodness. Paul preached to the whole palace guard. Now, if I'm being honest, I haven't been a fan of not meeting together in our sanctuary. It's not the best thing preaching to a camera. Obviously, I'd love to have you here in the sanctuary with me today. I don't enjoy preaching to uh, an empty sanctuary. But here's what I see from Paul. The good news has been proclaimed much more than it did just two months ago. How can I say that? We're not meeting here in the sanctuaries I'm looking out here today. But what I know is, you have been sharing these videos. There are people who do not attend our church who have been commenting and saying, I normally don't go to church, but I've enjoyed watching the sermons that you preach. So even in the midst of all of this, the gospel is going out more than it was before all of this crisis. So in that I rejoice even though I hate not being able to be with you all. So the gospel has been proclaimed so much more than it did just two months ago. Social media. Thank God for it so that the gospel can go out. Do you remember the shirts those of you who've been a part of the church for a while? A few years ago we had some shirts printed and on the back of the shirts it said, The church has left the building. Think about that for a moment. We're now practicing that. Yes, we're being forced to practice that, but that is actually happening. The church has left the building while we may be, and I'm putting it in air quotes again in chains and we may be under house arrest because we're not able to meet together, the church has left the building. There's conversations that you have had with friends and neighbors. There's things that you have shared on your social media sites. There's opportunities that you have been able to express the joy that Christ has given you despite the circumstances. And the church truly has left the building. Yes, I'm ready to come back together, absolutely. But we're doing the mission that God has called us to. So I have to ask this question. Was this season These two months that we've been going through, was it really a bad thing? Just think about that. The gospel has gone to new places and new people where it wouldn't have gone despite us being away from the building. Has our response been joyful or grumpy? Now, can I be honest with you? At times, my response has been a little bit grumpy. I've been in this building and have gotten emotional at times because there's no one here. There's no one that I get to hug or to handshake. So sure, I've been grumpy at times, but I've allowed the Lord, and I'm asking you to allow the Lord to see what he is truly up to and what he's able to accomplish despite all of these things. Joy is not determined by external circumstances. You see, joy comes from the inside not the outside in. The Bible says this, Christ is in you and that's the hope of glory. It's Christ who is in producing joy that comes out. Will we be discouraged and unhappy with our circumstances? Sure. Do we know how much longer we're gonna have away from the church? Honestly, we really don't. We're expecting an announcement this week. By the time you're watching this on uh, Sunday, we may know a little bit more. Things may be a little more clear. Can we turn return to church immediately? Maybe, maybe not. But is that going to hinder our joy that Christ has given to us? And that's where we want to focus on. So we will, we potentially will be discouraged and unhappy with the circumstances, but we can maintain joy through Christ Jesus. Check out this quote: God is more interested in changing your character than the situation that binds you. You know, I have seen the Lord work so much through my character. Just hearing your responses as you talk to me too, how the Lord has even worked on something within your heart or your attitude or particular response of the way things have been and the way things used to be and it's not that way anymore, but God has changed you and you have allowed that. Church, I wanna encourage each and every one of you, allow God to continue to change your, your heart and develop your character and not allow the situations that bind us to take us the other way. Now, can God change things quickly with the response to COVID and with people who are being sick and all of that? Absolutely. But I've noticed this, not just directly responding to the situation that we're going through. I've noticed this throughout my life. God doesn't work in my time. As he's developing my character, I believe there's a character development that's happening within the church as a whole. God is going to operate on his schedule God works all things together for the good to those who love him and those who are to his, called according to his purpose. God's got this, and I'm excited about that, and I find joy within that. At the end of the day, he wants us, he wants our attitude to be like Jesus. Now, you've heard the serenity prayer. I want to read this to you. I found this this morning at the turn of the century. Uh, a person by the name of Reinhold Niebuhr uh, made this well, basically he said the serenity prayer, but there's a little more to it that, that I have never read before. So let me read this to you. It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can and wisdom to know the difference. Now, most of us can quote that. We've heard that, but check this out. He goes on to say, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace taking as he did this sinful world, not as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and in the next. Amen. Joy is a focus, not just a feeling. attitude. There's an emotional response to joy. Sure there is. But joy doesn't rely on feelings. Joy is to delight in something. It's a divine delight. We receive joy on the inside and we express it on the outside. Those who have been a part of, um, Abundant Life for a while, or maybe you're watching this and you don't attend Abundant Life, but you know of a lady who was very active in our Mooresville community. Her name was Miss B. Miss B, uh, near the end of her life for the last couple of years, uh, really faced a lot of sickness and she would be in the hospital. She wouldn't feel, feel well. We would think that this is the end of her life here on earth. She would feel that, she would express that, but then she would get better. And she would return to her activities in the community, and then she would get sick again. Here's what I noticed about Miss B. As she came in here to the church building, and she sat in here, and I'm looking now at the chair where she used to sit. And she always maintained joy, at least what I saw, visiting her in her home. She knew that the Lord had her, and she also knew this, that the joy of the Lord was her strength. What an inspiration and what a testimony uh, that she had. She always had joy because her joy was rooted in Christ Jesus. Now, there are many things that can produce happiness or a sense of joy, but it's the eternal things, the things that are in Christ, that produce the most joy, the more sustained joy over a period of time despite the circumstances. I think of things like this that produce joy, at least in my life people coming to Christ, people growing in their relationship with Jesus, character development in my life and in seeing that in the lives of other people, those things produce joy in my life. It's all based on eternity, and there's where joy is. I want us to look at three biblical ways that joy is expressed. I'm gonna say them quickly and then we'll break them down. First of all, joy is expressed biblically in God's character, in God's work, and in God's provision. So let's look at God's character first. In Exodus chapter 34, verse six and seven, here's what it says. The Lord passed in front of Moses calling out Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and their grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. So you can see there throughout Exodus, God is passing in front of Moses. And he's talking about how full of compassion, how full of mercy that he is, how he's slow to anger and he has so much love and faithfulness and how he shows that love to people and he forgives sin. That's God's character. Secondly, in God's work, Isaiah 61 10 says, I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with her jewels. That's a wonderful verse from Isaiah 61. I am overwhelmed with joy of how he works in us. Producing that salvation, how he works within us. We are his bride and his bridegroom. And then thirdly, in God's provision. 1 Timothy 6, verses 17 through 18 says, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. See, it's it's his provision Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. God provides. And he asks us to share the provision that he has given us. And he also says, have enjoyment in these things as well. We find delight through the Holy Spirit in these three characteristics of God. In his character, in his work, and in his provision. That's how biblical joy is expressed. Now, let's go back to the story of Paul. He was on house arrest. His focus was on God during this time as he was writing to the Philippian church and thanking them for their partnership and their support of him. I want us to continue reading in the book of Philippians. And uh, so you can follow along with me if you have your Bibles open. But we're going to go verses 14 through 18 in Philippians chapter 1. And verse 14 says, And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. It's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely intending to make my chains more painful to me. But that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice and I will continue to rejoice. So Paul's joy, his focus was on God. People were preaching the gospel. During this season, what we're experiencing in our society, in our world right now, Preach the gospel. It produces joy, not only in you, but in those who hear the message. Paul's focus remained in Christ, and he was thankful for everyone who preached the gospel. The third and last point that I want to look at today is this. Joy will come out when joy is inside. We just talked about this a few moments ago. Joy comes from the inside, and so it will come out when it's on the inside Let's pick up uh, Philippians chapter 1, and we will go verses 19 through 26. For I know as you pray for me, and the spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. Let me just make a quick note there. Paul wasn't satisfied being in prison. That wasn't his preference, I should say. We may not enjoy and have this as our preference, the orders that we're under right now, but Paul did look forward to the day where he says here, it would be led to deliverance. And yes, we pray for that. But in the meantime, where is our attitude and our focus? Verse 20 for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For me, living to means living for Christ, and dying is even better. But I live But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between the two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be be far better for me. But for your sakes, it's better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. See, the thought of death and the separation, it really didn't deter Paul's joy or his attitude. It didn't shake Paul. Neither did did the thought of living in prison and under house arrest surrounded by guards. It didn't shake his joy because his joy was rooted in Christ, not circumstances. Earlier this week, our Foursquare president, Glenn Burris, wrote this. He said, I have a daily responsibility to assess and keep in check three areas of my life attitude, actions, and assumptions. Can I read that one more time from Glenn Burris? I have three I have a daily responsibility to assess and keep in check three areas of my life attitude, action and assumptions. Those three, those three things there when left unchecked can really derail what God is wanting to do in us. We have to assess properly the circumstances and situations that are going on, the actions that we take, we want to assess those, and even the assumptions that we have. We need to keep those things in check. Left unchecked, these three areas can and will still our joy. Now, we may not be where Paul is in his attitude, but we want to grow there. We want to develop so that our attitude is that of Christ, My prayer is that we grow into this attitude that Jesus had. He endured the suffering. He endured the cross cross because of the joy that was set before him, Hebrews tells us. No matter the situation. How can you find that joy? If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to invite you to do that today. And you do that by confessing your sins. Lord, I have sinned against you. And I recognize that there is a penalty for sin, as the Bible talks about, and that penalty is death. But I also recognize that Jesus Christ paid that death penalty for me by dying on the cross. So you confess your sins. You acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died on the cross for your sins. You begin a journey and a life with Jesus. And in Him, there is fullness of joy. So I invite you to do that today. If you don't know Jesus already as your Lord and Savior... Confess your sins, acknowledge that He is the Son of God, and just make that your prayer as you're sitting uh, wherever, it is, wherever it is that you are today, and share your story with us. You can reply to the email that was sent out. You can respond via messenger through Facebook or however you have um, received this message today. You can email us here at info at and let us know that you received Jesus as your Savior today. We want to celebrate with you. Your joy is in Christ when you make that decision. If you're a believer today and you've just had a really difficult time throughout this season of uncertainty and maybe it goes long before the current crisis that we're in, I wanna encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to fill your life with joy, that he would help you understand, that he would give you a peace which surpasses all understanding that guards your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus and that the joy of the Lord would be your strength. And maybe you need to send us a prayer request today. And you would say, church, I am asking that you would partner with me today so that I can find joy. We wanna be able to do that with you too. And again, you could submit your prayer request at any time via messenger on Facebook to our Abundant Life page, to my, life, my page personally, or you can email that request as well to info@livingabundantly.org. We are here for you and we love you. And my deepest desire, our deepest desire, is that you find the joy of the Lord. There are a few questions here that I want you to be able to go over. And there's a challenge here as well that talks about joy. Go over those things alone or with your family. You will find these four responses here. You will find them on the Facebook page or you will find them uh, on the email that was sent to you. Discuss those with your family. Think about those on your own and respond to the Lord today. Well, I can't wait to see you again next week. Of course, we again will be coming out with how we are gonna begin this whole process of coming back together. It may take a few weeks for that to happen. There's some retraining that needs to happen and how we're gonna be doing things, but look out for those announcements as they are coming. We love you so much and God bless you.